Cinema Vino is brought to you by Audible. Audible has an expansive list of books and podcasts spread across a ton of genres. Sign up and you get to keep one title per month for yourself. As a movie nerd, I'm looking forward to Quentin Tarantino's Cinema Speculation. In it, he analyzes classic movies with a special emphasis on 70s American cinema. He puts a personal touch on his analysis, giving you special insight into the movies that led him to be a filmmaker. Also, All About Me by Mel Brooks. In this book, the 95-year-old comedy icon discusses his transformative career across stage, TV screen, and cinemas. He's a man with a million stories, so this is a must for movie fans. Sign up today for your free 30-day trial of Audible. Visit www.audibletrial.com slash cinemavino. Once again, that's www.audibletrial.com slash cinemavino. And welcome back to Cinema Vino. We love you. We love you a lot. It's good to have you. We love you. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Oh, wait. I got to turn Travis' mic on. Travis is, is here in spirit. There he is. Yeah, I didn't watch this movie. <laughs> so, but he'll be in the background creepily watching us as we talk. Honestly, I, I've always wanted a podcast with a color commentator. Yeah, exactly. I'm just going to ask pointed questions. Yeah. I'm not sure if you're Tim McCarver or Joe Buck, but you're somebody in my book. Um, I like a Joe Buck. Yeah, uh, me too. Um, but yeah, this time we're going to talk about Tar, which uh, nominated for six Academy Awards. So we're covering our Best Picture nominees. This is like part five or six or something. I don't know. I'm kind of drunk. I think so. this is part six. Yeah, we're somewhere in there. We're so still, we're, we're deep into it. This is, or no, this is, we've surely covered almost seven by now. Yeah. At some point over the, the last like year. Like 6.5. Yeah. So... No, we've covered yeah more than that because we do we've done Top Gun and everything everywhere all at once already. Right, exactly. So, yeah. Um. Anyway, Sean Jordan, hey. Travis Bud, yay, and my name is Todd, and it's good to have you guys here. Your name is Todd. My name is Todd. Your name is. Todd. I'm gonna be a mononym. I'm gonna be one name only, like Cher. Taylor is still on sabbatical. Yes, he is deep in the Himalayas. He still exists though. He's so all his his fangirls out there and fanboys. Mm-hmm. He's been translating some ancient scrolls, which he promises are gonna really unwrap some things for our podcast. Dead Sea Scrolls, exactly. He said, "Last I heard, is that he wanted to know if we wanted to know who uh, killed Kennedy." <laughs> That's oh, some, we know. Yeah, I think he just watched it into the Rock, though. Mm-hmm. So exactly, I might have gotten those mixed up. It was the CIA. It was, and the KGB. Huh. So, uh, Tar. Actually, first let's talk about this one. I want to use my my uh, music again. So uh, bear with me. Uh, we're going to talk about our Vino for Cinema Vino. There we go. So for this... Uh, Why does this sound like train, uh, like marry me? <laughs> <It's> marry <laughs> me. To me, it sounded like the intro to like uh segment on Great British Bake Off. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, I thought somebody was going to walk down the aisle to it. I'll take both of those as a compliment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I'm really hoping when you guys will propose at some Ooh. point in the near future. So this is Wait, do you, do you Travis just needs to buy me a ring. I'm just hoping for a proposal. I don't care who, who gets it. I mean, ring pop. <laughs> Great. So we're drinking Terracara. Uh, this is a German white wine. This is a Riesling. Uh, this is a cabinet Riesling. So this is going to be uh, on not necessarily dry, but more off dry. 
for a white wine. It is perfect. This is a, a movie that takes place largely in Berlin. Exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. I've been a Berliner. Yeah. So Travis is German's getting sharper every day. I'm a <laughs> big fan of it. That's just my own. <laughs> um, so, but we're actually going to open this one here in a second. We're still polishing oh. off our uh, Amrita from the... Uh, uh, I gotta stop doing that in the microphone. That's a w- bad tendency I have to so make that weird. I think it's that bumper that we did for the wine that's making me make that sound. Making now. you want to pop? Yeah, it's like you know the lollipop song. It's like I can't stop thinking about that. Hey, you know what I heard is once you pop, you can't, you can't stop. stop. And probably where that comes from is the women talking movie, which has lollipop as its, uh, its closing credits. Thought you were gonna say huh. in women talking they were eating uh, Pringles. <laughs> Which, yeah, would be probably we, against the rules. We didn't even talk about uh, all the pretzel sticks in the last film. Oh, those pretzel sticks Triangle are delicious. Yeah. 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 Oh. yeah they, they, they make you thirsty, though. You're not careful. <laughs> um, so what the hell are we talking about? Oh, yeah. So we're going to get into this wine in just a second. We'll talk about its flavor profile. Uh, so stand by on, stand by on that one. Um, but first, we'll talk about a little bit about the movie, and then we'll get back into the wine. So Tar was released October 7th, uh, 2022. Gross nineteen million, um, with a budget that hasn't been published. So, but I'm guessing pretty modest budget, probably in the fifteen million dollar range. So again, so not a, not a big turnout. No, that's a theme amongst all of these movies. Huh. Um, it's a post COVID thing. People have just changed their tastes. So I don't know that I would have. I I mean I didn't see this movie in theaters, but I I don't know that anything would have gotten me to go see it in theaters. Yeah, I didn't. I don't even know that I saw it like as like a big advertiser. Mm-mm. Like nope. I mean, I, I saw it like via NPR and people reviewing it. Yeah, I just feel like they're not advertising movies the way they used to either. Mm-mm. It's so. changed. Everything's changed. Um, but this was nominated for six Academy Awards, Best Picture, Best Director, Best Screenplay, Best Actress, and I believe Best Cinematography. That's what you're looking at there. Um, Kate Blanchett is a favorite to win. Kate Blanchett was really good. Is it Kate Blanchett or Kate Blanchett? I've heard both. I like the second one. I like Blanchett. It, it has more zazz to it. It's like in the... I'll put some zhuzh on it, you know? <laughs> it's like in the last episode, I said niche. And is it niche or is it niche? Or is it? I've heard niche. I've heard niche. I like to say niche. Uh, I, I think niche, it feels like your pinky's up. Yeah. I've heard um, homage and I've heard homage. Oh, it's definitely homage. Yeah. Okay. Homage. Okay. But I've heard Hermione... And Hermione. <laughs> well, it's like the British. They say uh, herbs. <laughs> they call it herb because there's a fucking H in it. <laughs> exactly. That's what they How do they pronounce homage? <laughs> homage. I don't know. That's it's French. Himmel. That's, that's, that's French. <laughs> so uh, this film is an epic length uh, fictional biography of Lydia Tarr, who was a legendary composer with a pretty impressive resume, which is read in the beginning of the film. It's a good example of how to get somebody's like character traits out there without necessarily... Great exposition. Yeah, without it seeming expository. That's difficult to do. So that's some top-notch screenwriting there to make yeah. it, you know. Uh, as the film begins, she's preparing to conduct Mahler's Fifth Symphony with the Berlin Philharmonic. Um, and it's, she's preparing, I guess, a pretty challenging take on the piece. So... Uh, when we meet her, Lydia is powerful, uh, wealthy, and universally respected in her industry. As the film progresses, we begin to see cracks in that armor, and it seems that Lydia has groomed and exploited younger women in her profession, uh, often giving them favoritism in exchange for sexual... Yeah, professional favors in exchange for... Sexual favors. Yeah. Yeah. So underneath her elegant and urbane personality, she is in fact a sexual predator. In a slow burn, that reputation begins to catch up with her threatening her marriage, her wife is the first chair violinist and concert master for the same orchestra. 
her, uh, she also has a daughter that threatens her relationship with her and the expansive career that she's spent decades building. So that's what I've got for the summary. Uh, so Sean, what'd you think of it? I really liked this movie. I watched it last night. Um, it had really good. So first of all, this movie's long. I mean, it's like two hours, 44 minutes and it uses all two hours and 44 minutes of this to like really slow burn your way through the plot. Like it is written in a really good way that, um, you don't really know what it is. I like, I, I knew nothing about this movie going into it. I didn't like do any reading on it. I just sort of watched it and I was Same. like, okay, what the hell is this about? Um, and so I'm like, okay, it's cool. So she's like a musical genius. She's like one of the best conductors. She's contemporaries with like Leonard Bernstein, like cool. And she's teaching at Juilliard. She's giving all these like guest lectures. She's jet setting around the world to do, you know, musical stuff, blah, 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 blah. Really, really belligerent guest lecture at Juilliard. Yes. But I just, I mean, I just assume that's what know, really passionate musicians are like, yeah. it's a master class at like a elite level in Juilliard for conductors. Like, sure. Cool. That's what it's like. Yeah. And well, what they do so well is that they kind of introduce that as like just a banal part of her life. And it's just like, this is just a thing. And then later on, it becomes a little bit more sinister once you kind of understand more about her character. Yeah. <clears throat> she's railing against cancel culture in that lecture. Yeah. Like, she's just like, Oh, why, why are you being so, you know, why are you, clutching your pearls about some stupid stuff that doesn't really have any impact on, on somebody's music mm-hmm. and kind of, you know, projecting her own insecurities on this guy. Um, but it's, it's just done in such a good way that you, at the beginning of the movie, you're really like rooting for you. You're like, Oh cool. She's like a really intelligent person. She's like really knowledgeable. She's really, talented and charismatic and like she really she commands the respect that she deserves Mm -hmm. and then as you start to get a little bit deeper into the movie and like the second act you're just like okay she's kind of acting a little weird she's Mm -hmm. acting a little like okay there's clearly something off here yeah like you get the the sense that like she's not as even keeled and with it as in control as you, as you know, you kind of expect at the beginning and you start to think, okay, maybe she's, this is going to be a story of someone like toppling under pressure, you know, someone kind of reaching a height that she can't sustain and kind of becoming so successful that she, you know, explodes and has like an internal thing, blah, blah, blah. She finds the love of like the music again. No, nope. The third act, it just goes full bore. Just like she's a predator. She's been grooming people like the person that she, you know, brought into this fold is it's like it, it, it is so much deeper than you think. Yeah. And it's just written in such a really good way. And Kate Kate Blanchett acts it out in such a good way that like, it's, it's really convincing. It's a really, um, I don't know. It's, it's compelling just watching this movie and like you, you understand how, because some of the biggest like, uh, predators that are out there, your Harvey Weinstein's they're they're very successful people yeah. on the surface. And then like you, you don't understand how they can get away with what they have. And, you know, you start to hear, you know, there's murmurings, there's people who are, they, they talk about, you know, how you become successful around Olivia Tarr, yeah. you know? Um, but God, it was just a really good movie. Uh, I thought it was really well written, well acted. I think it deserves, I think the cinematography of it was really minimalistic. You have these big like open shots. Beautiful the long tracking shots. It was very drab. It was very like always not, it was never sunny. You know, it was never like well lit. Yeah. Um, she, you, you did a, you felt the isolation of her 
personality. Very antiseptic feeling. Yeah. To me. Well, and it, very literally, uh, many times she was using hand sanitizer, like clean her hands multiple times before she took a pill. Yeah. It's like, I don't know what that pill is. <laughs> it's like a weird compulsion to keep things clean and tidy. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you're talking about like watching somebody who's very tightly wound come unraveled slowly in front of you. Yeah. You know? So very interesting. And when you start to see the unraveling happening, you're thinking like, oh, wow, this is a story of somebody who's really successful, like becoming stressed out. No, it's the story of someone like upholding this lie for many years, finally becoming found out and the pressure of that on her and the snap. And like, I think the ending of this movie happens very abruptly, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's very well done. And you're just like, oh, oh, wow. Yeah. And it happens fast. Yeah, spoilers. If you haven't seen it, uh, go see it right now. Travis, spoilers. I don't think this is a huge spoiler, yeah, but it's like it. you know she's she's hit the bottom when she's conducting a video game orchestra. It's well, like, that's that's the final shot. Mm-hmm. It's like she's conducting this orchestra, and these like screens come down, mm-hmm. and it's like she's at like a comic con or something. Yeah, and all these kids in the you know people yeah in, in, in the in audience costume dressed to cosplay like pirates and stuff. It's yeah. like that's. We, we've hit the bottom from Mahler's Fifth Symphony. <laughs> yeah. And so, fun fact, my high school marching band did Mahler's Fifth as our marching show. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, you're welcome. I need to go back and listen to that again. That's kind of a, a shitty <laughs> takedown of, of video game music, because there's some good fucking music. Oh, there is. Oh, totally. <clears throat> oh, that's, that's me joking, and, but yeah. yeah. But well, I mean... No, it's, it's very much I mean, like, it, it, it's portrayed, it sounds like, portrayed as, as rock bottom for a conductor. Yeah. Oh no! I'm, you know, I, I played World of Warcraft for years. I love the music in it. You know, mm-hmm. There's, I love good video game music. Well, and the whole I thing mean, is totally. like her obsessing over her craft and her like being very intentional about everything she does and every piece that she does has like very intentional like emotion behind it. And she's conducting all the biggest symphonies in the world. And like the final shot is her like in Thailand, just doing a guest directorship of like a Comic Con. Basically, like it's it's just you know you don't realize it till that last shot, but it's just like oh wow she's she's completely gone. Yeah. You know the the tar that we know is no longer there. Yeah, you know the person like like a, she's an egot winner. I believe they presented her. At yeah, the movie. yeah, they they presented her as an egot winner. Yeah, literally she was a, a protege of Bernstein. Yeah, it's crazy. Like who best conductor of the twentieth century. Yeah. So, um, so what would you give it? What's your score? I'd give this a nine. Yeah, yeah, give Ooh, it a nine. Interesting. Um, and so, yeah, I'll give you my thoughts. And it's and not my normal movie either. Like, this is not a movie same. that I would like normally go out of my way to see. But excellent movie. Same here. Um, so I'll discuss my thoughts in just one second. Um, but we're gonna open up our next wine really quick, and then we'll get to that. So just one second. If you're enjoying Cinema Vino, you can give us your support by subscribing to our podcast on the Patreon app. There, you'll gain access to bonus features, such as many episodes and live stream events, all for a low monthly fee. Just download the Patreon app and search for Cinema Vino, or head over to patreon.com slash cinemavino. So, let's talk about this wine really quick. Um, it's a tasty wine. It's an off-dry Riesling, for sure. It's not sticky sweet like a lot of the, the Rieslings that you'll find. Uh, it's a cabinet. You got cabinet, spate lace, and os lace, and this is going to be probably your most... It is your most like off dry scale of one to ten. If one is bone dry, ten is super sweet. This one's probably going to be a four. Um, I can give it a four. Yeah, it has a very rubbery like cement, like a petroleum nose to yeah, it. it. We does. all caught that. The wine itself tastes, I mean, very to me fruit forward. Uh, 
Um, not sticky sweet, but it has definitely not melon fruit flavors to Going it. Going from that one to this one, um, definitely doesn't taste, taste as fruity. Yeah. Yeah, this one's definitely... This tastes better than it smells. Yes. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Is that, if I had a dollar for every time I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I that for a dollar. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> we just got raunchy here at Cinema Vino. Mine is normally tastes bigger than it looks. Um, just... <laughs> uh, okay. Um, anyway. It's a family-friendly podcast. Yeah, and I'm, I'm always lying. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this definitely has a petroleum oil smell to it, but then a rich kind of melon um, fruit forward flavor to it. Um, you'll get a little bit of, I think there's a little bit of salty like flavor textures to it too. It's almost like. Yeah, almost like a, a like a, a salted sour. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. No. Briny. Yeah. There's a little, a little bit briny. of. Briny. Yeah, like a watermelon like sour. Exactly. Yeah. Ooh. That's a good, good contrast. So, but it's good. I like it. Um, like I say, the, and this you, is a German. Mm-hmm. This is a German Riesling. So, the bulk of this movie takes place in Germany. So here we go. Smells are. like a tire. Yeah, <laughs> Travis's analogy was from View to a Kill. Whenever Bond uh, is taken underwater and trying to pretend like he's drowned, he's taking pulls off of a tire and it's at the bottom of the leg. So, yeah, that's one hundred percent. That's what this smells like. Not tastes. Smells. Yeah, but this about twenty ish, twenty five dollars a bottle. So tastes like twenty two. <laughs> 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 Travis being very specific tonight. So uh, my take on the movie, this is a very cerebral cerebral uh, look at Me Too, the Me Too movement, uh, with Tar as the gender-flipped, uh, seldom-discussed female predator. Well, and it's because they do that, it, it catches you off guard. It catches mm-hmm. you by surprise. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. It's well done. Uh, Todd Field, who you, if you've seen Eyes Wide Shut, you'll recognize Todd Field as the piano player who becomes friends with... Uh, pianist. Pianist. Yes, <laughs> who becomes friends with Tom Cruise uh, in that movie. Um, but his script is loaded with a lot of technical jargon, a lot of names that if you're not in the music industry or the symphony industry, it's not going to make as much sense. You kind of have to allow that flood of information to kind of wash over you and use that as a way for the filmmakers to establish credibility, authenticity, but to put you in the moment because that's how people in the industry would talk. They would be, they're not going <laughs> to... They're not going to pause and explain everything for the benefit of the audience. You know? Yeah, there's so, not going to be like overt you know, yeah. exposition on it. So, you know, you just kind of have to let it wash over you. Just go with it. Um, we get it. You're a music nerd. Darkness washed over the dude. <laughs> uh, Blanchett is amazing as the genius composer. She's In the beginning, she's very comfortable with her own power and influence. And, you know, you basically see all of that fall apart over the course of the film. She basically loses all control over her life. And you find out the depth of all the secrets that she's been keeping. It's like the basically the resume that gets read at the beginning of the movie is a false, it's a facade. You know, it's it's a fake storefront for the real her. Um, she could very well win another Oscar. I think Michelle Yeoh uh, is the front runner to win it. I think Everything Everywhere All at Once has a lot of momentum to win a lot of awards. So uh, this is an intense, fascinating, and very intellectual look at some very relevant issues. And so I enjoyed it a lot. I enjoyed it more and more as it went along. So I would give this a nine out of 10. Ooh. This oh. is, this is up towards the top. Same score. Mm-hmm. And I know I didn't see this movie, but I think it would be just super keen. If Kate Blanchett kissed me right on the lips. <laughs> and that's my review. <laughs> it's a good review. Good job, Trav. Thanks. <laughs> um, but yeah, be sure and check that out. Um, Tar is now on Peacock streaming. You can find it there. So, this has been another episode of Cinema Vino. 
We got Sean. Howdy. And Travi. Kind of. My name is Todd, and it's good to have you guys. Uh, we're drinking uh, Terracara uh, Cabinet Riesling. So it's a little German wine to go with this movie, which takes place predominantly in Germany. So It's a little German wine. Yeah, a little bit of Monica, all I need. Um, next up, we've got Women Talking. Women be talking. So we will be talking about that. <laughs> Them women be talking. Next up. So <laughs> uh, great movies. Drunker. Getting more and more drunk. We will see you guys next time. Bye. 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 Be sure to listen, rate, and subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Our website is at cinemavino.net, and reviews of these films can be found at toddwaffordmovies.com.